This is Running the Race with Pastor Eddie Pinero of Calvary Chapel of Milford in Milford, Pennsylvania. I'm talking about desire for the things of God. There's a difference. When you die to yourself, you die to your flesh, and you just throw away the list of the things that you want to do and accomplish in life. But you say, Lord, what is your will? God is faithful. God is faithful to give you desires of your heart. And regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the trials and tribulations, regardless of the shipwreck, we have a Savior. He's the author and finisher of your faith. We often hope God will give us the desires of our heart, and He loves to do so. But more than just granting selfish wishes, God wants to place desires in our heart for His perfect will. Once you receive those promises, don't lose hope as God works to fulfill them. In today's message, Paul is the perfect example of God's faithfulness. His desire to share the gospel in Rome was fulfilled despite all odds. Pursue God's desire for your life, no matter the circumstances. Well, let's join Pastor Eddie with today's edition of Running the Race. Verse 20. Now when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest beat on us, all hope that we had be saved was finally given up. There was no hope. They threw out the cargo, all the tools that belong in the ship that would help them in this journey. Now, back in those days, they didn't have a compass. They didn't have a GPS, obviously. The only navigation system that the sailor would have is the stars and the sun. They don't even know where they are. So now they have this huge ship, this big ship. They're being tossed all kinds of directions. They don't know where they are. I hope that they believe the world is round at this point because they probably would have feared, oh, we're falling off a cliff. But this is where they are now because all those things are gone. The ration, probably food, not all of it, the tools. There's no navigation system. And what's left? Hope. You know, with hope, if you keep hope no matter what, it doesn't matter what you threw overboard doesn't matter what you give up. And sometimes when we know that we need to go a certain direction, we start giving up a lot of things. And when there's nothing else to give up, the thing that we could hope in is hope and hope in the Lord. And so now there's no hope that they would be saved. It's all given up. And so now here they are, no food, no direction, No hope, verse 21, but after long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, men, you should have listened to me. I love that. Even hearing it from my wife, I love to hear it. I've learned. It humbled me a lot. (laughs) Men, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. For now I urge you, okay, this is good, this is... (laughs) After you told me I told you so, now I'm going to encourage you. And now I urge you to take heart, 
for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. Everybody's happy except the owner of the ship. So that's nice. Uh, don't know. I should be happy. I'm going to be saved. Or my Mercedes Benz, you know, extra large ship uh, is going to be gone. Pretty sure everybody was happy except for him. And he continues to say, For there stood by me this night an angel of the God of whom I belong and whom I serve. So here we see that Paul is listening. The Lord sent a messenger. Say, listen, Paul, I, I told you when you were in the barracks back there that you are going to Rome. In the midst of these winds and all this ship moving back and forth and you're being tossed to and fro, he sends a messenger. He said, listen, Paul, all this is not going to take your life. You're still going to Rome. There's a difference between what Julius listened to and what Paul listened to. Julius listened to the majority. And let me tell you something. That could get a lot of people attention. Because you have this in the back of your head. How can everybody be wrong? And now you put God and his biblical principles, you put his truth aside. Dangerous. If anybody should know better is the saints of God, who knows the word of God, who, has the, who, are, who are students of his word, knows his wisdom, knows his heart, and listens to the spirit. Because saints, you could be easily influenced because the majority. But we need to be like what Paul is doing right here. Regardless of what's going on, I'm going to believe God. He spoke to me. And God continues to speak to us. We let all these circumstances, we lose hope, and we look at the majority. That's strong. I mean, that's really hard for us to deny a group of people when you stand alone. But one thing is, if you're a believer in Christ, you never stand alone. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Right? The Lord is always with us. He said, for there stood by me this night an angel of the God of whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. The Lord wants this as much as he does. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. So the message to Paul said, listen, you have to go to Caesar. I want that. It's part of the world. I planted it from your birth. But those who are with you too, they'll be safe. They'll be safe. Verse 25 said, therefore, take heart, men, for I believe God. Very important. I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. However, we must run aground on a certain island. So they need to get to land. And so this is his wisdom. And as soon as he speaks this, look what happened in 27. Now, when the 14th day have come, as we were driven up and down at the Ardiriac Sea, about midnight, the sailors sensed that they were drawing near some land. They sensed. How do you sense that? The sound. They hear the crashing of the waves going against rock, going against the shore. You can hear that. And it says, and they took soundings and found it to be 20 phantoms. And when they had gone a little further, they took soundings again and found it to be 15 phantoms. Now, phantoms in the Greek for you students, because I know when I go to Home Depot and Lowe's, I'm not going to say, can I get 20 phantoms worth of cable, please? 
20 phantoms is 37 meters or 121 feet. 15 phantoms is 27 meters, 89 feet. And so you could hear the sound. The sailors know. And if you've been around the water a lot, you could find out. I don't know if you remember when Jesus was speaking to the multitude, he stood at the boat. The reason why the Bible is telling us this is because he used the lake. He used the waters as amplification. If you've been on a lake before, somebody could be like 30 yards away on a boat, and you're on another boat. You can actually hear them because it bounces off the water. So Jesus used that, and sailors used that as well to hear if they're next to something or they're coming near land. Verse 29, then fearing lest we should run aground on the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern and pray for the day to come. So when they were getting near it, they didn't want to go in. You don't want to crash into rocks, you know. So let's just drop down the anchors and let us pray for the day to come. Let us pray. Now they're getting spiritual. Great. Good sign. You're there with uh, the apostle. And so, you know, things started rocking the boat. Things start rocking. This is a good sign for us. The waves are blowing. You remember what God has spoken in your heart. You have a desire. You're in the will of God. Pray. Pray. One of the very things that the church does least. Common denominator in all Christians, don't pray as much. They don't pray as much. And that's the truth. I'm not talking about, you know, little small conversations when you're driving. You know, I hear that from people all the time. Oh, yeah, you go to church, you're a pastor. Yeah, I pray almost every day. The word is almost. And I think they almost pray. <laughs> and I'm not judging anyone, but we need to be real. We need to be real. I'm not going to lie to you, and I know you don't want to lie to me. We don't want to play games. The truth. We don't pray as much. Sometimes we need to be in these situations in order for us to pray. We need to be in this situation so we can really pray. Get on our knees and pray to God. You don't have to get on your knees, but I'm talking about focus. Close your eyes so nothing will distract you. Turn off the TV. Turn off the computer. Turn off your cell phone. And, you know, spend time and pray. We should do that daily. If we believe in the God that we believe in, that is the way we talk with him. And that's the way he talks with us. It's a dual conversation. We don't talk to a dead God. We talk to a God that's alive. Be careful. You know, someone once said, you know, you go to God and, you know, sometimes these situations God allow so that way we can pray. The only way I can get you close to me is when I allow trials and tribulations in your life. It's the only time he gets you to talk to me. We need to pray. Verse 30. And as the sailor were seeking to escape, now here's the sailor, they're copying out here, their experience, these are experienced sailors, they're called sailors. And as the sailors were seeking to escape from the ship, when they had let down the skiff into the sea, under pretense of putting out anchors from the prow. So, now these are sailors, they know, and say, listen, I don't know about this prisoner, I don't know about what God he worshiped, but let me tell you something. My experience, what do you think about this, Joe? Yeah, I agree, you know. Yeah, they got the whole sailors union in this. And they all want to leave. They want to jump boat. They want to abandon ship. And they want to just jump out. Because they know, based on their experience, this is not looking pretty. But I'm going to go my way. Because I don't believe his way. I'm going my way. 
And Paul recognized this, and this is what happened in verse 31. Paul said to the centurion, the soldiers, unless these men stay in the ship, we cannot be saved. Unless these sailors stay in the ship, we cannot be saved. These sailors thought they had the right way. And I don't know how many skiffs were there, how many lifeboats were there, and how many sailors they were to paddle out on their own, but they all want to go their own way, and that's the way man, man wants to go their own way. Man does not want to listen and follow God. It's their way. Paul is giving direction. We heard him. He proved himself to be a man of God. He gave the promise, and they want to go their way. Again, I'm going to repeat this verse so we can know. Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but it ends is the way of death. Jesus said, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And here's the thing. Paul already told him in verse 24, he said, don't be afraid. I'm telling you what the Lord told me. The same one that gave me wisdom for us not to go out in the first place. You know, there's always a way that seems right to a man. And the only way is through God. It's the only way is through God. The sailors cannot be saved their way. They can only be saved through God's way. Verse 32, then the soldiers cut away the ropes of the skiffs and let it fall off. So they use wisdom here. We're going to listen to this guy. Julius said, man, we got to listen to this short, bull-legged Jewish guy. He knows what he's doing. Let's cut those ropes. They will not escape. We're going to be in this together. And as day was about to dawn, Paul implored them all to take food, saying, Today is the 14th day you have waited and continued without food and eaten nothing. Therefore, I urge you to take nourishment, for this is for your survival. Since not a hair, since not a hair will fall from your head of any of you. And I'm pretty sure those who are losing hair at that point were happy to hear that. Not only is God going to save me, I'm not going to lose hair. I've been losing hair last week. (laughs) Not today. Verse 35, and when he had said these things, he took bread and gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. I love this. Paul is saying, listen, I'm following the Lord. I gave you instructions and just follow me. And guess what Paul does? He prays. I love to pray in restaurants. Love it. I love it because it sets an example. It shows the world out there. We believe in God. We give him thanks for our meal. We're giving thanks to God for everything. Many of us have a hard time with that. Now, I'm not saying, you know, for us to be legalistic about it, you know. Oh, you got to pray every time because sometimes, you know, as we, you know, we grow up, oh, you need to pray for your food? <gasps> there goes the nutrients. There goes the vitamin C and everything. No, so we get legalistic about it. It's not for us to be legalistic about it, but it's good to take the opportunity when you're doing it public because let me tell you something. They got people who worship Muhammad and Allah in the middle of the streets of New York City and around the world, they close down streets now in Europe to bow down to the east. They got no problem. Why do we have a problem just to pray for our food? I love Paul here. He prays for his food. And then in verse 36, then they were all encouraged and also took food themselves. And in all were 276 persons on the ship. So when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship and threw out the wheat into the sea. 
So now they prayed, they ate enough. And here, I guess their faith is being built up because now they're not saying, hey, you know, we need to save this because we don't know what's going to happen. We're going, but no, we had enough. We believe this guy is on the money. We're going to follow him. And his God assured him and he assured me that I'm not going to lose so much as a hair. Now, is all this over? Verse 39. When it was day, they didn't recognize the land, but they observed the bay with a beach unto which they planned to run the ship if possible. And when they had let go the anchors and left them in the sea, meanwhile losing the rudder ropes, and they hoisted the mainsail to the wind and made for shore. By striking a place where two seas meet, they ran the ship around, and the prow stuck fast and remained immovable, but the stern was being broken up. By the violence of the waves. So they're trying to maneuver it and keep it there. And they make it there. And in verse 42 it says, And the soldiers' plan was to kill the prisoner, lest any of them would swim away and escape. Now we're making it to land. The soldiers are planning, you know, we have to kill these prisoners if we don't want to be killed. Because that was the Roman law for a soldier. You know, that term... You know, guard this with your life. That's a Roman term, ancient term. Because if they lost a prisoner, the penalty for a Roman soldier was death. But it was better to bring a dead prisoner than no prisoner. But look what happens in verse 43. But the centurion, wanting to save Paul, kept them from their purpose. and commanded that those who could swim should jump overboard first and get to land. And the rest some on board, and some on parts of the ship. And so it was that they all escaped safely to the land. Another opportunity to prove that what God says is going to happen. They could have died during the shipwreck. They could have died over the hands of the Roman soldiers. The Lord moved this commander, this centurion soldier, said, no, there's something special about this guy. <laughs> you know, We look at Paul, his desire to go to Rome, and we see him now in a ship that he almost lost his life. He still believed what God has put in his heart. His desire to serve God, to share the gospel, and God's perfect will. We see that consistency throughout the scriptures because the same God yesterday, today, and forever, the same God that Paul worships, It's the same God that you and I worship. Go back to the Old Testament, even the book of Genesis, you find Joseph. Joseph, if you know him as the story, beautiful story, perfect image of Christ. Joseph had dreams. The Lord gave him dreams. People will bow down to you, even your family. Beautiful dreams. Joseph was so excited to share the dreams with his brother, even though his brothers hate him. But no one told Joseph, Joseph, on your way from your dreams to reach the place of second in command of all of Egypt, there is a pit waiting for you. Your brothers will sell you. Your brothers will disown you. Joseph, there is a prison also ahead of you. How does it look now? No one told Joseph that. I'm sure nobody's going to tell you 
What's going to happen between the time God is going to fulfill that desire in your life and you reach that place? There's going to be tough winds. There's going to be shipwrecks. There's going to be some hard times. There's going to be times where you almost will lose all hope. But we serve a mighty God who's faithful. And he gave those promises. He gave those promises to Paul. Proverbs 3, 6, it says, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. There's a journey that you're taking right now. Now, there are plans that you have. There's desires that you have. And whether they're good or bad, that's between you and the Lord. But I'm talking about desire for the things of God. There's a difference. When you die to yourself, you die to your flesh, and you just throw away the list of the things that you want to do and accomplish in life. But you say, Lord, what is your will? God is faithful. God is faithful to give you desires of your heart. And regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the trials and tribulations, regardless of the shipwreck, we have a Savior. He's the author and finisher of your faith, Jesus Christ. Never give up hope and remember God's plan for your life. I'm not talking about those wimpy little plans. There's not a motivational speaking right now. I just want you to know that. This is all biblical. I'm talking about planning your life. I've seen it personally where God has put something and said, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know For sure, without a shadow of a doubt, deep within every fiber of my being, Lord, this is what you placed in my heart, and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay the course. I'm going to run the race. I'm going to reach for the prize. I'm going to do the things you've called me to do, regardless of the circumstances. I'm going to follow after you. And I've seen God been faithful, incredibly faithful. He's faithful, especially when you're busy about his business. That's what Jesus, when he was a baby, when he was not, it was a young boy. They went to look for him. And they said, where is Jesus? We don't know. He's in the temple. And he told his parents, don't you know about my father's business? And I hope that's where people find you. Where is John? Where is Joe? Where is Mark? Well, we know them. We know their heart. They're about the father's business. And I hope people see that in you hope that you really search out those things that God has called you for. You're not just called here just to be born and to die in that little dash in the tombstone. You don't know what it is. You're created for a purpose in your life. And, you know, it's important for us to examine our walk with the Lord. Now, I kind of got a little corny at the end of my studies here. I wrote a little poem. It goes with the message. And it goes like this. Not copyright, so you could take it, Steve. I don't care. The sea and the winds may be great, and your boat may be small, but the God we serve is bigger than them all. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Running the Race. Eddie will continue teaching through the book of Acts next time. Now we want to encourage you to become a Facebook friend with us. Log on to RunningTheRaceRadio.com. You can also subscribe to the Running the Race podcast at RunningTheRaceRadio.com or search for Running the Race in the iTunes store. If you're like most people, you probably use a smartphone. Once you subscribe to the Running the Race podcast, you'll always have solid Bible teaching available to you anywhere, anytime. 
So log on to runningtheraceradio.com and subscribe to the Running the Race podcast. Again, to become our Facebook friend and access the archive of messages, log on to runningtheraceradio.com. Now here's Tracy with information about how you can help partner with us. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that running the race is missionary work? It is. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting Running the Race. Go to runningtheraceradio.com and click on the Give option in the main menu. Thanks, Tracy. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We invite you to join us again for the next study as Eddie shares insights with us from the book of Acts. That's next time on Running the Race.